Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's shaking through week 11? Well, Alan, another, uh, another great week at uh, NFL Games. Um, some real shootouts, a couple of blowouts, some exciting stuff going on. Absolutely, and a pivotal week for some in the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League. Uh, again, some highly anticipated matchups. We only had really one close one and a lot of not close ones. Yeah, a lot of blowouts in the in the league this week. Um pretty uh some pretty important results for some uh, some people and less so important for other people. Indeed, indeed. A lot to talk about as usual. So let's hit the news. <laughs> hit you with some knowledge all right it was another big weekend in nfl land starting thursday night with an awful game between the patriots and falcons patriots didn't play particularly well but still blew out the falcons by 25 points to zero atlanta shut out at home for the first time in more than 33 years 1988 we six last time they got taken out shut out at home yeah, Falcons were total trash here. As you said, Patriots didn't play particularly well. Um, probably a natural flat spot for them. They've got uh, two big games coming up next couple of weeks. So, uh, did well to get the win, but uh, didn't play particularly well. Indeed. Who did play well were my San Francisco 49ers going over to the East Coast to take on the disappointing Jaguars, beating them 30 points to 10. George Kittle... His third receiving touchdown in three straight games. That's the longest stretch of his career, interestingly enough. Oh, it's a surprise fact, to be fair. Um, mm. Injury probably has a lot to play with that. Uh, he has been a bit of a sick note over the last couple of years, but a great tie end and great to have him back for a 49ers fan like yourself. Indeed. Not so good for your Bears. An awful game against the Ravens at home. And uh, only the only excitement came in the final two minutes. Bears took the lead late on, but the Ravens snatched it at the death. Yeah, bad news. Bears are back. Um, you know, not only just the loss, but uh, uh, Fields picking up an injury, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, definitely uh, not, not good for the, going forward for the Bears. No. What was good for the Bears, though? The Packers losing on the road in Minnesota. The Vikings taking it down to the death once more. They either snatch it or lose it at the last last seconds or bring it to overtime. This time, they get a field goal to seal it 34-31 to 31 and a good one. Yeah, uh, good game. Great watch um, for the neutral and, you know, Vikings and Bears fans alike. Uh, always nice to see the Packers lose. Swear them. Indeed. Eagles got a big win at home over the Saints, 40-29. to But the Saints uh, were sans uh, Alvin Kamara. And uh, it showed. Yeah, uh, this was 
A strange game. The Saints never really got anything going without Kamara being there. He's clearly the vocal point of the offense. And as we know, like Michael Thomas hasn't been there all year. Um, hard for them to get anything going. Uh, the Eagles did well. Um, you know, it was kind of a hurt show there for a while. Nice to see Miles Sanders back. Indeed it was, yeah. Cleveland Browns beat the Detroit Lions at home in another awful game, 13-10. to Interesting fact, this is Cleveland's first win over the Lions since 2001, having lost four straight. Elsewhere, the Texans stunned the Titans in Tennessee, 22-13. to In an awful game, Ryan Tannehill thrown four picks. Yeah, a couple of bung games there. Um, Lions-Browns, not really your... Uh, the game that was going to be up in lights by any stretch of the imagination and it lived up to the building of being pretty trash. Uh, yeah, Titans uh, definitely slipping on a banana skin here. Um, not a loss they would have uh, wanted or needed. Tannehill, a lot of mistakes. Uh, could cost them going forward. Um, potentially could cost them a, a number one seed. Indeed. But helped along by the stunning result in Buffalo. The Bills hammered at home. 41 points to 15 by the Indianapolis Colts. And specifically, Jonathan Taylor. More than 200 yards in scrimmage. Five touchdowns. Four on the ground, one in the air. Dominating display from the running back. Yeah, grabbing all the headlines here. Clearly, is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, unbelievable game. Um, unbelievable player. He's such a, a tough runner. Got uh, 35 odd touches. Um, over 200 yards from scrimmage. Five touchdowns. Crazy good. Aina texted me uh, middle of this game and said it was nice of the Bills to put on a show for us last week before they go back to their trash offensive play. <laughs> Indeed, that is for sure. They were bad two weeks ago. Excellent last week when we saw them. Bad this weekend, gone. Some more road wins. The football team from Washington beat the Panthers 27-21 on the road. The Dolphins beat the Jets on the road 24-17. And the Bengals hammered the Raiders in Vegas 32-13. And that was capped off then by the Cardinals getting another win sends Murray and Hopkins. They're two and one since those guys went out, twenty-three to thirteen, against a very, very poor Seattle Seahawks side. Yeah, big win there for Washington away. Um, two wins on the spin now. Um, put a little run together, trying to make a run at that division. Um, as you said, there the Cardinals uh, getting up the win against the Seahawks. What's going on in Seattle? Um, looks like it's going to be done. Russ could be done there now at the end of the year. Uh, he could be moving on for greener pastures. Well, he certainly and didn't look fit. He certainly didn't look you know, like he was throwing the ball right. And no, he threw the and ball he hasn't looked like that. He didn't look like that last week either. Um, you know, he had the surgery in the middle thumb or the middle finger, and that's a pivotal part of the hand when you're passing a football, especially that deep ball. And that's pretty much where you get your, uh, you know, the spiral comes out of. So... Definitely doesn't look 100%, but, you know, it's him all over to come back early and, you know, try and put the team in his back. That's just the kind of person he is, but could be uh, potentially hurting them rather than helping them at the minute. 
Absolutely, and but for a team that in the off season fired their offensive coordinator and got a new one because they wanted to run the ball more than throw the ball, their running attack is not good. Yeah, well, the old line's all over the place. I mean, they're just not able to um, run block at all. And uh, I think a big part of their run game at the minute is missing with uh, Chris Carson. Um, it was revealed during the week he's going to have uh, neck surgery and will not return this year at all. And I think with him missing, they're really struggling. Really struggling. Indeed. And Russell Wilson, that's three straight losses this season for the first time in his career. He's lost three on the bounce. Sunday night, the Chiefs hosted the Cowboys in what was scheduled to be an absolute shootout turned into an absolute shit show. Chiefs winning it 19-9, to but it was a poor match. Yeah, I was super excited for this game. I uh, really thought it was going to be high scoring. I thought... Uh, Deck and the Cowboys would, uh, you know, pretty much have their way uh, on offense, but uh, really wasn't the case. Uh, really poor showing from both teams, really. But um, the Chiefs were pretty comfortable in winning it. To be fair, very bad for the Cowboys. Yeah, and they've now won four straight after starting the season three and four. They're now seven and four, and albeit they're not playing that well, they're picking up those victories. Could now win the division, and uh, always tough to be in the playoffs. Yeah, look, nobody's going to want to see them in the playoffs. Uh, Wildcard, divisional round. It's not the team you want to be playing early doors in the playoffs. So, scary proposition for anyone. Indeed. Sunday night's late game. By far the game of the weekend. The Chargers hosted the Steelers. Looked comfortable at times, but let the Steelers back in. Before the Chargers snatched it at the dead by 41 points to 39, 37. 41-37. Austin Eckler, four touchdowns for the Chargers. Yeah, uh, the week in which uh, he gets outshined, um, Austin Eckler with four touchdowns. He's still not the RB one on the week, which is uh, which is nuts. But uh, yeah, this was a total uh, uh, total shootout. Uh, it was actually a great game. Uh, had a bit of everything, and yeah, Eckler shined again as he usually does. Indeed, and finally Monday night, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the champs. Hosted the New York Giants, blew them out by 30 points to 10. Maybe even a flattering score as they were much the better side. New York, very poor. Yeah, this was uh, not the greatest of games. Uh, very comfortable for Tampa Bay. Uh, watched it live myself and the Giants just essentially offered nothing. They had one decent drive early in the game and after that pretty much offered nothing. A few uh, silly turnovers from uh, Danny Dimes again. Yep, yep. Uh, again, some more injuries. A lot at the running back position, but topped off probably by the biggest name being Aaron Rodgers dealing with a bad foot injury. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers seems he has turf toe and he's been playing through it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that continues. Uh, clearly, that's a, a very painful injury and he seems to be getting on with it at the minute, but... You know, he might not play this week. Uh, it'd be uh, something to keep an eye on. And the other big name was uh, Michael Carter. Looks like he's going to have an eye ankle sprain. Uh, we spoke about those before. They're really niggly and hard to get over, but expect to not have him for the next two or three weeks minimum. Uh, also picking up injuries were Adam Troutman, uh, Jordan Howard, Jamal Agnew, 
Justin Fields uh, bruised ribs uh, doesn't look any worse than that but probably not going to be able to turn around and play as uh, the Bears are on Thursday night this week AJ Brown picked up a knock um, but he looks like he'll be uh, set to go again this this week as uh, a shoulder injury picked up and just notable uh, missing on the missing list this week were Alvin Kamara and Hollywood Brown both uh, late scratches for their games as was Lamar Jackson, who uh, had the sniffles and decided not to take on the Bears' D. It's cold in it's cold in Chicago. He, you know, had to mind himself. No, oh, poor Lamar. <coughs> All right. Week twelve coming up. Teams on by are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, it is Thanksgiving this Thursday in the USA. That means we got three games. Kicking off at 5.30 Thursday evening, we've got the Bears at the Lions, followed by the Raiders at the Cowboys, and late into Friday morning Europe time, we have the Bills at the Saints. As I said uh, earlier this week, all those teams lost in Week 11, a minus 72-point difference. You'd hope they all bounce back and give us some, uh, some feast to go with the turkey. Yeah, three uh, potentially quite competitive games, to be fair. Um, kind of teams playing each other who are on a similar level at the moment. So could be three real competitive games, hopefully uh, high-scoring ones. And let's have a happy Thanksgiving. Not that we celebrate that in Ireland. Fingers crossed. All right, let's head to the Balls Deep Dynasty League Rundowns. Uh. Week 11 saw the final cross-divisional matchups of the inaugural Balls Deep Dynasty League. A good one it turned out to be. Our game of the week was the game many of us hoped the game of the week would be. The grudge match. Owen versus Ben. Kicking the squibs versus QB Antivax. This one was a roller coaster for both teams as they battled hard Sunday evening through Monday night. QB Antivax got the jump on Sunday evening as they got 20 plus point performances from Cousins, McLaurin and Joe Mixon. Kicking the squibs, hit back with Chubb, Keenan Allen and Zach Ertz rolling back the years for 28.8 points on the night. But the Squibs had their problems too. Gibson, Jones, Beasley, Vikings D. And a poor Justin Fields effort will leave them scrambling for points. QB Antivax had problems of their own. Only Harris and the Ravens D would hit 10 points as Davis, Hooper, Hilton and Wentz would fail to fire. Topped off by a goose egg from Titans kicker Bullock. And so... On to Monday night we headed. QB Antivax needed 17.3 points from Leonard Fournette as he took on a poor New York Giants. 10 carries and 6 receptions should have done it. But only 74 total yards would leave him less than 4 points short of the total. In fact, 
A holding call in the third quarter against the Bucks. Snuffed out a catch and 30-yard screen to Fournette that would have supplied the four points required for victory. Refs to the rescue for the squibs. The season-long banter ends with a victory for a kick in the squib side. Now 4-7 and seven through 11. A kick in the squibs indeed for QB Antivax. Now 5-6 and six, and in an uphill battle to reach the promised land. What do you got Woo! to say to yourself, Owen? <laughs> Suck it, Ben! Suck it! Total facial! <laughs> oh, what a week, what a week. Oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> oh, yes, I was sitting on my hands when that uh, when that play got called back by the refs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know, this is, it only feels like yesterday we were talking about uh, week 11. That was way back in week two, week three. We were uh, already penciling this one in. Um, delighted to get the win. Um, it hurts Ben a lot, and I like it. <laughs> Indeed, you know it was uh, it was touch and go. Ben was well ahead at one point, scheduled to win easy. Then you were back, and you were scheduled to win. Then he had a chance. Roller coaster matchup. Yeah, it really was. To be fair, um, Ben was leading a lot and a long way, um, and you know, sleeper weren't giving me much of a chance. But uh, that big game by uh, your boy Keenan Allen um, really. Uh, totally uh put it back in uh, my favor and we got we stumbled over the finish line with the dub <laughs> club dub did. baby Indeed club dub <laughs> okay then our beat down of the week so being in multiple fantasy leagues a lot of matchups this week came down to two simple questions one did you start jonathan taylor or two, were you up against Jonathan Taylor? If it was the former, you no doubt blew away the opposition. If it was the latter, you no doubt cruised to victory. I was on receiving end in multiple leagues. But not in this one. That was the majority of the tale for this one. Taylor's 53.4 points propelled Kenneth Killers out to an early lead over Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Justin Jefferson also had himself a day, notching up 37.2 points. Elijah Moore exploded for 29.6 and Swift for 22.6. The perfect storm of these four alone were enough to win the match as they combined for 142.8 points combined. That could have beaten seven of the other ten teams in the league this week to boot. Dalvin and the Chipmunks had their recent good form elude them this week. QBs, Prescott and Burrow combined for just 10.66 points. While only Wilson and Carson would fail to reach 10 points, all the others would score in the low double digits. Save for Cook and Connor, who each got over 20. 
A total score for Dalvin and the Chipmunks of 132.86 was pedestrian and no match for the Killers. They surged to a season's top weekly score of 209.6 points and in pole position for an end of season bonus. Finishing week 11 firmly in the playoffs at 7-4. and four. A tough loss for Dalvin and the Chipmunks. Now 6-5. and five, But clinging on to a playoff spot. Yeah, Quinny definitely running into the buzzsaw this week. Um, unbelievable scoring really from Jonathan Taylor and Justin Jefferson alone. Um, outstanding both players were this weekend. Um, real key result in a, in a playoff picture this one. Uh, both needed it. Uh, Quinny's been putting a good run of form together there. Um, finally gets stopped in his tracks a little bit. But, you know, still all to play for. Um, quick question for you. You're drafting next season. Do you have a chance at Jonathan Taylor without the first pick? It would... It's, it's difficult. It's difficult. He's, he's definitely going to be... He's definitely going to be in the top three with the usual names, with CMC, probably with Dalvin Cook. The way those guys are churning mm-hmm. out points week on week, it's hard. But uh, uh, Taylor, yeah, he's, he's, he's right up there. Yeah, he's going to be in that mix. Certain, certain, and... s- certainly, if you're, uh, if you're kicking off a dynasty, he's, he's, he's probably number one pick. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Uh, 100% dynasty startups he should definitely be number one he gets the targets he gets the carries i mean it's outstanding but it'll be interesting to see now in the next uh over the the next year to see where uh the dust will settle on uh redraft drafting will he get the one spot yeah yeah considering his age compared to uh your henry's and your cmc's and mixon's and uh, uh cooks they're all in their mid now heading for late 20s whereas uh Taylor still what twenty two yeah. maybe twenty three something less, this season. A lot of less wear on those tires and uh, lot less battering. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Well, game three was the eagerly awaited battle of the juggernauts as the eight and two that's so Ravens took on the eight and two. I got this. I really do. That's so Ravens once again put up solid scoring across the board in this one with only the kicker and defense failing to reach 10 points. However, only CMC would break the 20-point mark, but five of the remaining eight would be 15 points or better. So far, not missing the Rams stack of Stafford and Cup. Or were they? I got this, got over poor efforts from Foreman and the Packers D, and a 9.8 effort from Renfro. And then they piled it on. Rodgers climbed over 30. Williams and Thielen over 20. And all other players 13 points or better. The game was all but over Monday night. When Chris Godwin notched up 19.2 for I Got This. While Kadarius Tony could only muster 11 for That's So Ravens. In the end... It was an easy victory for I Got This by more than 26 points, firmly stamping their authority, top of the league, on a 9-2 record, and a win away from a first-round playoff bye. That's so Ravens, dropped 
their third game and end the week 11 still in a very strong position at 8-3. Their first round bye, however, now under threat from the chasing pack. Yeah, uh, the game of the Giants here, and, you know, Ross came on top uh, pretty convincingly. Um, you know, as you said, Stephen had pretty steady scoring, but no one really reaching the heights um, outside of CMC, which, you know, it's going to win you a lot of weeks, but uh, when you're coming up against juggernauts like Ross, uh, he's going to put you to the sword if you give him the chance, and that's what's happened here. Indeed, indeed. Well, game four was another juicy matchup between the six and four mediocre football team and the five and five Greendale's human beings. This one started in less than inspiring fashion on Thursday night. The Pats' blowout of the Falcons didn't produce the fantasy output you would have expected. Mediocre football team had Big Mac, Myers, and Henry combined for just 23.78 points. In response, Greensdales had just Kyle Pitts notch up 5.9 points. But Sunday came along, and this one exploded into life. Greensdales would have Adams get over 30 points, Johnson over 20, Ingram, Tannehill and Smith reaching double figures. But duds from Collins, Bateman, Carr and Butker would derail their challenge. The mediocre football team had duds of their own in Kirk, Metcalf, Gano, and the Cardinals D. But Jalen Waddle would have another 20-plus point day. However, this game turned in their favor late Sunday night, as the Chargers and Steelers had a shootout in L.A. Herbert and Eckler would combine for 76.78 points and tilt this one firmly in the favour of the mediocre football team. They claim their third win on the trot, and end the week at 7-4, and four, and feeling good about a playoff berth. A tough loss for Greensdale's human beings, and they end the week 5-6, and six, and head into a make-or-break game in week 12. Yeah, Green definitely run into a buzzsaw here as well. Um, Austin Eckler, again, not making the headlines with the day Johnson Taylor had, but what a day from Eckler. Uh, over 100 yards from scrimmage, 6 catches, 4 touchdowns, 41.5 points, different class. Really hard to get the win when you're coming up against points like that from one guy. And that's what's happened here. Um, Green, one he kind of probably needed to win. Um both guys needed this one. Uh, Adams done well here to come on top. Uh, but obviously, big help from Eckler and Herbert. Points like that are hard to beat by anybody. They sure are. They sure are. That's hard to... Uh, as we said earlier with the Jonathan Taylor, yeah, a guy comes in with that kind of scourge. Really, really tough to beat. Yeah. Well, game five... Saw so the bottom of the table clash between the 3-7 injured reserve and a 3-7 walking dead. It's on point that these teams are named adequately as they present how their seasons have gone to this point. The walking dead had another huge 30-plus point effort from Jalen Hurts 
A 75-yard TD from MVS propelled him to 22.3, while Elliott, Lockett, Schultz and Boswell would chip in in double figures. Plenty of duds to spare, though, capped off by Khalif Raymond, bringing in just 1.7 points. It mattered little as the injured reserve put up their second sub-100-point weekly total of the season. The Eagles' defense top-scored for them with just 12 points. Badgley, Agnew and Goddard would get over 10, but just... Plenty of duds on show, including the combination of QB superstars, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, getting just 13.98 points between them. Woof. The Walking Dead claim win number four of the season, ending four and seven, and heading into a three-game divisional stretch where these three teams are all battling hard for the playoffs. Maybe too late for a late run. As for the injured reserve, they're now firmly out of the playoff race at 3-7, and seven, as injury concerns continue to plague them. Jamal Agnew now lost for the season, and Michael Carter out for the next few weeks, if not the remainder of the fantasy year. Things not getting easier without a recognized starting quarter, uh, sorry, a recognized starting running back on their roster. It's a tough road ahead. Yeah, definitely uh, the worries piling up for Anna. Uh, we spoke about it multiple times this year. Uh, he's had uh, running, back in, uh, running back woes on uh, several occasions. And, you know, with this big injury now to Michael Carr, it's just come to a head now, and he's uh, he's in a tricky spot. Uh, it always hurts when you lose to Keane, so it's not going to be uh, making it any easier this week. Uh, nice win from Keane, though, to be fair to him. Um, he got some nice scoring from uh, Lockett, was kind of the bright spot uh, for the Seahawks. Um, still not great. Uh, he's going to like seeing MVS getting a couple of catches and uh, over 100 yards and a touchdown for the Packers wasn't enough to get them the win though sucks to be you but yeah a uh, big week from Hertz as well with the three uh, rushing touchdowns but uh, nope nice win for Keane always hurts when you lose to him so uh, lots of headaches for Ian again this week sure is sure is well finally game six saw so five and five unnecessary roughness take on the two and eight I might have to trade. Unnecessary roughness saw returning Zach Moss not notch up a putrid zero point five points and a less than stellar output from Harris, Anderson, Gallup and the Browns D. So Darnell Mooney stepped up to top out at twenty three point one points. And there would be reasonable teen scoring from Allen, Najee Harris, Waller, Green and Robbie Gold. It would be another week to forget though for I might have to trade. Matty Ice was ice cold Thursday night putting up an awful 4.12 points. Sanders, Hines and Mayfield would fare to live up to expectations. And a minus 4 points from a usually great 
Buffalo Bills defense told the tale of the tape. Freeman, Hill and a Monday night effort from Mike Evans would combine for 60.3 points. But this would be almost 60% of their total score this week. Grief was handed out on this podcast last week for this manager not starting C.D. Lamb. Well, he started him this week in an ugly loss for the Cowboys, which he only got 4.4 points before being lost to a concussion. The window for Lamb seems to have passed him by. Unnecessary roughness, take the win. Move to 6-5 and five and squeeze into the final playoff spot. I might have to trade end the week. Firmly rooted to the bottom of the league at 2-9. and nine, And surely contemplating the rookie draft class of 2022. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Park just jinxed the Lamb this week. <laughs> Finally gives him the start. <laughs> he gets injured after balling for a couple of weeks on his uh, bench. But yeah, um, potential banana skin here for you. A win that you definitely need to pick up in uh, the playoff picture. And you get the job done. Um, Poor kind of let down several spots. Of course, uh, we spoke earlier about how bad the Falcons were. Um, really not helping um, helping him out with Matt Ryan there. Who uh, was clearly frustrated in that game. Maybe got a little hobbled in the middle of the game too. But... Uh, Definitely uh, lads letting him down left, right and centre. Um, some uh, pretty okay scoring from yourself. Um, despite the builds being poor, Josh Allen still getting 17 points, which uh not bad considering. But uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, pretty funny stat line from him, but uh, he could be the future in Chicago. Absolutely. He got something like 14 targets, only caught 5 balls and... Got 120 yards and a touchdown. 16 targets, yeah. 16 targets, 5 catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) Yeah, look, that's an insane amount of targets. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if those are bad throws or uh, bad catches. But, yeah, no, he looks like he he could have a future, a good future in Chicago. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be the one. Uh, No interest seems to be re-signing Allen Robinson. So, uh, looks like he's going to be the one there next year and onwards indeed indeed alrighty let's head to this week's goat of the week here's the deal I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence this week's goat of the week no surprise goes to Kenneth Killers for a season's top score of 209 plus points. Had some outstanding starts as we talked about. But uh, yeah, hard to beat. Yeah, pretty obvious one this week. Uh, giving us the highest score of the year and all as well. Um, obviously the standouts we mentioned. Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. Uh, John De- DeAndre Swift, Elijah Moore. All over uh, 20 points as well. So uh, yeah. Huge week and uh, well deserved. Indeed it was. Which leaves us with Scroat of the Week. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. 
this week's scroll of the week befalling Anna Costello on the injured reserve. This is Anna's second scroll of the week. Just poor output. Team is looking ragged. No one really to call upon. It's uh, it's it, it, it's 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 looking bad. Yeah, uh, just again, kind of writes itself this week. Um, as you said, the the big names letting him down: Mahomes, Wilson, AJ Brown, all really, really letting him down this week. Uh, on top of all the injuries, and you know, reinforcements are thin on the ground as well. So, yeah, tricky one for Anna, but uh, you know, a deserved scrot of the week award. <laughs> Indeed. All right, let's have a look at the road ahead to week 12. <laughs> really? <laughs> can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. So we look ahead, not just to week 12, but to weeks 12. 13 and 14, which are all interdivisional matchups once more, and huge implications for the end of season rankings. There's no bigger game this week than in the Donkeys' Asses division, as the 6 and 5 Unnecessary Roughness take on the 5 and 6 Greensdale's human beings. Greensdale's took an 8 point win in a very high scoring week 2 matchup here. And a second win for the Greensdales would put them in a great position to claim a playoff spot with a two-game sweep of Unnecessary Roughness. If that were to happen, Unnecessary Roughness would be down but not quite out of the playoff race. However, a win for Unnecessary Roughness would level the series, put them two games clear in the playoff run, and leave Greensdale's with it all to do with two weeks remaining. It's a must win for both sides with title aspirations. But I'm placing pressure firmly on Mr. Green. Yeah, uh, this is a big one in the playoff picture. Uh, you both need it. Uh, Green in particular. Um, this is going to be a close one, I think. It's, it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Green's pretty steady yeah. with the score, like, you know what I mean? He's always thereabouts. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, our week two matchup ended 181 to 172, so if we got anything in that ball range, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a shootout. Absolutely. It's going to be a doozy. Indeed. So elsewhere in that division, the high-flying 9-2, I've got this, I really do. They take on a 4-7 and seven Walking Dead. This was a 60-point Week 2 blowout for the league leaders. But they need to avoid a potential banana skin here to keep their good record going. A loss for the Walking Dead sees them completely out of the playoffs. But a win could just give them the impetus to make a late run. Yeah, like you said, real potential banana skin here um, for for Ross. And going to be missing some uh, uh, key players. Travis Kelsey being, uh, you know, target number one. Uh, they're on by this week. Uh, Keane could, uh, could be in with a show here. 
Uh, he could uh, slightly sneak this one and keep his year alive, potentially. He sure could. He sure could. Well, the below average Joe's division sees the 8 and 3 That's So Ravens take on a 5 and 6 QB Antivax. That's So Ravens put on a 70 point hurting on the Antivaxers last time out and will look to get back to winning ways in similar fashion. QB Antivax need to have this one after a brutal loss this week to keep their playoff hopes alive. A loss for them would mean relying on other results to go their way to stay in the hunt. Did, are you saying that I might have put a nail in, in Ben's season this week? Is that, is that your luck correctly? Did I derail Ben's season? I don't, I, I, I don't think I said those words, but you know. Oh, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. This is the original Jinx game um, from uh, week three. Uh, this is when CMC went down injured. Ben got real happy about that and lost by 70. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, interesting one. As you said, Ben needs it. And, you know, Steven's still looking for that by uh, playoff Bert. So, you know what I mean? This is going to be an interesting one. Indeed. This, this, this division's other matchup sees the 6-5. and five. Dalvin and the Chipmunks take on a 2-9. and nine. I might have to trade. The reverse tie saw one of the two wins notched up by I might have to trade this season with a week three win by nine and a half points. Dalvin and the Chipmunks be looking to extract revenge and keep their playoff push in their own hands. Yeah, uh, definitely uh, the season has turned around for Quinny obviously since that first meeting whereas Pork has steadily gone uh, downhill uh, to be fair. And look, when he made that big trade last week to try and bring in Saquon Barkley to, uh, you know, help him push over that playoff line. So uh, this could be a banana skin for him, but um, you know, I think Quinny will be quietly confident going in this week. Indeed. Finally, to the suckiest bunch of sucks division, division topper seven and four Kenneth Killers have on paper a routine win against the Arbeelus injured reserve, keeping. One eye ahead to a mouth-watering divisional championship showdown with a mediocre football team in week 14. Yeah, it's a um, uh, potential banana skin again. I mean, there's lots of these games this week. Uh, real important one for Kieran. Um I think uh, it's one of those rare weeks where he's going to be up for me this week. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed he will, because the 7-4 and four mediocre football team will have their hands full with the 4-7 and seven kicking the squibs. A big win here would see mediocre football team firmly in a playoff spot. But a win for a kicking the squibs could see them ignite a last-minute playoff push. How about it on playoffs? Uh, no, there's no... You're talking about playoffs? I just hope I win another game, Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, big one here for Adam. Uh, again, needs it um, with uh, with other matchups. Uh, Kieran and Adam really uh, need these divisional wins now, and especially when they go play each other next week. Uh, a bit of a revenge game for me. He derailed my uh, 
my lovely start to the year, but I'm up against it for sure. I'm up against it. Yeah. Sent you on your downward spiral after your own two start. Revenge it is. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's have a look at the If You're Not First, You're Last Redraft League. If you ain't first, you're last. Look at the matchups in week 11. Your podcast hosts went up against each other in a high scoring game. Owen takes it 188 92 to 162.56 in a high-scoring game. A good one. Yeah, it didn't look good for me at the start with uh, the big New England start, defensive start uh, on Thursday night, but uh, I got there and sucks to be you. Indeed. <laughs> Things looking up a little bit for Aina. His Dalvin and Chipmunk side get a big win by more than 40 points. Cameron Keane's fantasy football team, 173 to 131. Yeah, nice little beat down here for Anna. Um, definitely putting more eggs into uh, this league's basket in, uh, in the last number of weeks. Indeed. Silver linings for Ben and my Balzac Ertz. Taking a victory over Deck to the Future, moving to 6-5. and five. Yeah, important one for Ben in the playoff picture. Uh, needed it and got it. Fair play. Yeah, and a top of the table clash. Kenneth Kidders went 2-0 and this weekend. Beating Staffs the way you like it. Moving to 8-3, and three. Staffs the way you like it. Back to 7-4. and four. Yeah, Kieran uh, dominating both sides of the ball. Um, this league and the, and the Dynasty League, he's going right well in. Fair play to him, uh, he's having a great year. He sure is, and a matchup of the week. And unlikely as it sounded at the start, the 1 and 9 Hot Chub Time Machine put up 170 points this week. But still, got beaten by Mr. Meek Seeks and Destroyers, who got 185, no thanks, to a combination of Eckler and Jefferson knocking out 38 odd points between them. Or, sorry, 78 yeah. odd points between them. Yeah, you kind of feel for Adam here a little bit. Uh, you know, he was one and nine coming into the week and puts up a monster one seventy score. Still gets bet. Uh, to continue his wars, uh, he goes one and ten. Uh, lovely win for Green. Potential banana skin game, and as we said, a big score from Adam. But he uh, was able to match it easily. That's it. Kenneth Killers tops the league eight and three. Mister Meek seeks and destroyers and staffs the way you like it. One game back on seven and four. A further game back, the fantasy football team, unnecessary roughness, and my balls, Eckerts, all at six and five, and all in the playoff positions. Dak to the future, and suckiest bunch of sucks. Only one game back from them, and five and six. Further game back is Dalvin and the Chipmunks, and bringing up the rear, a long way back on one and ten. Adam's hot chub time machine. So there you have it. That brings us to the end of the week 11 rundown. Thank you very much for listening. Please get in touch with the podcast on Balls Deep Dynasty Podcast at gmail.com. Balls Deep Dynasty Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be happy to engage with each and every one of you. To our American listeners out there, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your day Thursday. Everyone else, 
set those lineups, get ready for the feast of football Thursday night, heading into the weekend. Yeah, uh, always an exciting week with Thanksgiving and three games. Um, I love an old Thursday night three game ga- week. It's a lot of fun. It sure is. Okay, until next week, podcast signing off. Adios. Bye.